I am going into 2024 feeling better about my skin than I have in years. Being consistent with my Bareface skincare is definitely paying off. Bareface is medical grade results driven skincare and I love how simple the routine is. If you're curious and you want to commit this year to a brighter, more even texture, glowing skin, I highly recommend starting with the Bare Necessities Kit. That's what I did. The toning pads are a game changer and liquid gold is by far the best vitamin C serum I've ever tried. And I've tried a lot. We love that the Bareface team is a big fan of the podcast. They're offering Got It From My Mama listeners 15% off for your first purchase when you use the code MAMA15 at checkout. Just visit bareface.com to learn more and be sure to use that code MAMA15. Well, happy 2024, everyone. It is year two of the podcast, and I am so excited about some of the upcoming guests in the new year. But before we rush ahead, I am including some portions of my favorite conversations with some of your favorite guests in 2023. I'm going to start the episode and end it with a small portion of the episode that was most special to me, and that is my conversation with my son, country music artist, Connor Smith. Connor counts Thomas Rhett as one of his most impactful mentors, and in this clip, he shared some of the most important advice that Thomas gave him while the two were out on tour together. The one thing I learned the most over the last year, and I, I owe a lot of the credit to Thomas for teaching me this as a mentor is that you're never content. You're never going to be at peace with where you're at in your career and you're never going to be content and you're never going to think I made it. You're never going to not look around at other artists and wish you were doing better. You're never going to sell an amount of tickets the night before to think, oh man, I'll be happy with my career for the rest of my life. It's all every, at every stage, at every level, you're going to want more. You're going to want a better song. You're going to want the next hit. You're going to want the next sold out tour. Um, and so I think I just came to learn that if I can't be content here, then I won't be content there. Mm. And what I mean is just like, if I can't, you know, here I am now where I've had a, a steady progression of, uh, of growth and I've had songs that have worked. I have people that, you know, know these songs, but it also hasn't been unsustainable. It hasn't been crazy. You know, it hasn't been at times it's been slower than I wanted it to be. And at times there were, uh, moments last year where I I looked and like, I don't know how to, we're going to, I don't know if I have a song good enough to sustain this or what next year is going to look like, or coming off this Thomas Rhett tour, if I'm going to, you know, have anything to follow it. And of course I'm stepping into this year now and it's perfect and it's exactly what it should be. Um, which is just what happens when you trust the Lord. But, um, I just came to the point where I was like, if I can't be content here, then when I'm, selling out arenas one day, I won't, I'll be just as uncontent or discontent, whatever the word is. So mm-hmm. I think coming to, to learn that and then like coming to really fo- focus on what it means to the, the Bible verse to seek first the kingdom and all these things will be added to you. I think learning that of, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to just focus on who I am as a man and, and be the best version of myself uh, as a leader and as a friend um, and as a person. And then I think outside of that, I can be the best songwriter and the best artist um, and the best performer. And so I don't know, it's an ever growing thing and ever evolving thing, but I think that's the way I've grown the most in this last year, just kind of that confidence in, in who I want to be. Mm-hmm. 
One of my favorite things about the podcast is just how vulnerable and honest the moms are who join me. Carla Denham is mom to Kelsey Ballerini. In the week we recorded our episode together, Kelsey dropped her surprise EP, Rolling Up the Welcome Mat. Of course, the project was no surprise to Carla, but she shared just how hard it was to watch Kelsey as she processed a very difficult season. As she was sending me those songs as she'd write them, my heart would just, I mean, I would just bawl, just bawl. And the songs were hard enough, you know, to, to listen to. Mm-hmm. But I also know it's, it's cathartic for her. That's her way of processing hurt and pain and hard and all that is yeah. to go write it. And then it's out of her. I've seen that time and time again. Um, when she decided to do the mini film, you know, and I, I wasn't there for the filming, but she had, she had, she, you know, she wrote the script for it. So she was sharing all that with me. And I'm like, I'm thinking, God, I, this is like, this is, how, how are you going to do that? Like, I couldn't do, there's no way I could get up there. That's, if she'd have hired an actress to do that, it still would have hurt for me to watch it. But to watch her acting out what she really felt and experienced was just, it's it's that blend between I'm in total awe, like when she showed me the piece, total awe, and like I just wanted to just take her and just put her in a plastic bubble and let's just go away somewhere, mm. <laughs> away from the world, you know, just yeah. to, to see everything like, she'd been through, actually a physical manifestation of and it. And the vulnerability. I just, yeah. you know, it just feel like I watched that film and the pain on her face I've seen that pain. It's real pain. I mean, that's real pain on her face. Not a whole lot of acting going on in there, is there? That was a hard day for her. Yeah. That was a very hard day for her to do that. I can't imagine. Is there any part of you, not that it would do any good because we know our roles as moms, but when you would get the preview of these songs, was there any part of you that said, Kelsey, you're not going to put it out, are you? Oh, no, I do. I mean, I listen, that's part of my, my, I have one one, one job that's to protect her (laughs) as a mom. And I... I have learned over the years, Kelsey has steely resolve, comes from me. She comes by that honestly. She's she's fiercely independent and strong-willed. Um, so, And I understand her because that's the way I was growing up with, right. with my family too. So I've learned, I've learned how to offer my advice instead of telling her what to do. I knew this would have an impact on so many women of all ages who have struggled with um, finding their voice, having courage to walk away from something that was unhealthy, um, being bold and brave, just all of those things. And I was hoping that that's where the music would be received. But I know that that was the purpose that she put it out for. Right. One is it's cathartic for her. That's Writing it does that. But to put it out to the world means now you're offering it up to somebody else. So you're hoping that that will be received in a way that helps other people maybe go through similar situations and learn and and be brave. My hometown girl, Lauren Elena, has a big year ahead with a wedding just around the corner. Her mom, Christy White, was such a fun guest, but she was also very real about some of the struggles that she's walked through with Lauren, including Lauren's bout with an eating disorder during her time on American Idol. Christy shared just how bad things got. So I start noticing that her eating pattern changed. And at one point, she would only eat cucumbers. Oh, my goodness. And I was like, Lauren, you can't do this. It's not healthy. Is this while she's on American Idol? Yes. Okay. Was yes. there pressure and from the show and the yes. people there? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Yeah, they were. And it just it seemed to, as time, I thought, okay, maybe this, this will pass. Mm-hmm. But as time went on, it actually got worse. And... That's one of the reasons I wanted to get her out of California. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but it, you know, I thought she's a singer, not a model. 
<laughs> you know, and yeah. obviously she, she wants to present and be healthy. Right. But when, and mentally she's not healthy anymore because she thinks she's supposed to look a certain way. At one point I, she would eat and, and I would notice that she would go to the bathroom. So I started following her, which she was not very happy, you know, here mm-hmm. my mother is. And I said, Lauren, do you have a problem? She's like, no, Mom, I promise I don't have a problem. Well, I gathered enough. I was like, she has a problem. So I called her pediatrician, and I was like, I told him what was going on with her. And I said, I'm going to bring her in for a physical. So I need your help, because if she knows that I have already talked to you this prior, she's going to. So smart. Yeah. 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 She's going to be. You had to manipulate that just a little bit. I said, but we have to get her help because I'm really afraid that she could die. Were you seeing the weight come off of her? You were seeing a physical. She was so skinny at one point that her, I mean, like her face was like drawn in. You know what I mean? Uh huh. Our favorite country rocker, Hardy, was very open with fans when he abruptly ended his tour this fall to take some time to work on some severe anxiety that he was experiencing after that really frightening bus accident months before. His mom revealed some never-before-heard details about the accident. And all I cared about was that they were okay and that they were close to Nashville. So I knew that once I got the children where they needed to be and all that, that we could. But anyway, before I was able to go or do anything, um, um, Morgan actually brought Michael home from the hospital. Morgan Wallen? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they, early. Were they traveling together? Were well, they, they from- had been on a tour. Uh, they played a show in Bristol together. Oh, okay. And Morgan was actually FaceTiming with Michael, Morgan from his bus, Michael on his bus. Um, they were joking around and FaceTiming. And when the accident happened and Morgan knew something had happened, yeah. but he wasn't sure what. So he approached, he couldn't, he tried to call back, couldn't get anyone they, to answer. Like live on FaceTime? Yeah. And when the bus crash yes. happened? Yes. But the, it just went wow. black. The phone just kind of flew across the room and went black. Okay. So Morgan didn't really know. He really thought for a minute they were just playing a joke on him. Okay. You know, they just goof around. Yeah. But uh, anyway, he approached his bus driver, uh, Morgan did, and then that bus driver tried to contact Michael's bus driver. And anyway, you know, through the course of a lot of different things, people began to figure out, oh, something has happened. Yeah, yeah. And, and there were a couple um, of pretty serious injuries. There was for, there were some very, very serious yeah, injuries, um, yeah. We are so glad Hardy is feeling healthy and that he took that much-needed time away. So if you guys follow our Instagram or watch these episodes on YouTube, you have met Tucker, our golden retriever who greets the podcast guests whenever they come over. Unfortunately, my little wild man loves to run through the woods on our property, and naturally he gets a little dirty, which means he doesn't smell great. Fortunately, I can sprinkle Coat Defense's daily preventative powder on Tucker. It's like a dry shampoo that almost acts like a repellent for dirt. Since we started using this, Tucker stays so much cleaner. He hardly ever scratches anymore, and we don't have to bathe him as often, which is good news for us and even better news for Tucker. We do love this product, and you can try it on your dog or your cat, even your horse, by visiting CoatDefense.com. Be sure to use the code MAMA15 for 15% off. One of the things we all have in common as moms is feeling the pain when our kids experience disappointment. Linda Davis, mom to Lady A's Hillary Scott, shared about a time when God closed one door to open an even bigger one down the road. She had this showcase and she did great. She had some of her own songs and a lot of people came I'm, and I thought it was a real good turnout and she did good and he didn't sign her. Mm-hmm. Oh gosh, I remember that 
sitting on her bed and she was just distraught. It just hurt. And, and I was disappointed too, because I thought, well, she really did a good job, but I guess there may be another female over there that's too close mm-hmm. to like what she's mm-hmm. doing. And well, this and goes right just, back to what you just said. This is what you didn't want her to. That's exactly to right. go through and experience. And right there it was. And so it was. But I we told her it's like okay, this is not the end. If this that because God has the right place for you, mm-hmm. He's got the right situation waiting for you. You just don't know it yet. We're not there yet. We will just get through this and see what he's got planned because it's going to be better. Absolutely. It's going to be better. So she, you know, dried her tears and then I went in another room and then I cried some and I didn't (laughs) let her see. Just You just don't want your kid disappointed. Oh, what fun we had at our first live CMA event. Luke Bryan's mom, LeClaire, and wife, Caroline, joined us along with 800 or so friends at our first live event during CMA Fest. I asked the question we all want to know, is there a reality show in the Bryan family's future? Would you guys ever consider doing a reality TV show? We'd watch, wouldn't we? We, uh, Somewhere down the line, we probably would. You would? Yeah, because we get along so good and we just love being together. Yeah. Why not do something fun? Oh, I almost yeah. feel like y'all are keeping a secret from us. Is this already in the works? Nothing is in the Nothing. works. Nothing. Don't, don't get real excited. Nothing's in the works. But, <laughs> Nothing's in the works. How would you feel about that, Caroline? You've, you've done such a great job of balance with your boys and all of the fame and everything that's gone on. I mean, your, your, your boys you've raised are just incredible kids and Thank seem you. so unaffected by all the stuff. Oh, well, I don't know. We're just so super, like when Luke's not on the road or doing his stuff. We're kind of, we're super private. Yeah. And everybody tells us, man, y'all suck at Instagram because we don't constantly do those selfies or like, hey, look at, we just, it, that's kind of like family time. So I don't know. I mean, it's, it, it would be something that we, if we ever did something like that, it would be a big step that we're not totally comfortable with. Uh, it would definitely be a cooking show. <laughs> oh, yeah, because I suck at cooking, and she I, likes to tell me that every day. She can't cook. Yes. As much fun as LeClaire is, she is also a mom who has experienced a lot of pain. She lost two of her three children and is forever grateful to Luke and Caroline, who took her grandkids into their home after they lost their parents. Her perspective is pretty inspiring. What did it mean to you, LeClaire, when you saw Luke and Caroline step in to help and support your family the way that they did? Oh, it's just amazing. I mean, it, I mean, what do you do? Right. And they literally just, here we are. Mm-hmm. Let's keep it all together. Yeah. And it's just been, mm-hmm. thank you. Played a big role it's, in keeping that family together. I mean, everybody was so heartbroken. Right. And thank the good Lord that Luke and Caroline literally just opened their home mm-hmm. and their hearts and took them in. Yeah, they did. They did a great job. They did a great job. You've got an amazing family. And that doesn't just happen. That comes from the mama, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I always love to ask this question. It's the name of the podcast, but what would you say that Luke got from his mama? Oh, um, well, it wasn't singing. <laughs> Probably 
that just my, the way I am, I'm like Luke. I'm, when I was young, I was like Luke, wide open. Just, yeah. You just get up in the morning, get out of the bed and go, go, go. And at some time you crash and then you get up and keep going. You got to go. You got to enjoy life. Yeah. I mean, fish, hunt, go play bowling, do, go play basketball, just go. You I'm gotta, not going to sit in the house and call one of them old folks books. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not. So before I interviewed Riley Green's mom, I took a poll with my listeners, and the one thing that you guys all wanted to know was pretty clear. Just how does his mama Karen feel about her baby boy being Gildan Underwear's newest model? And I got an overwhelming response of one question in particular that people want to know. They want to know your reaction to Riley now as an underwear model. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, um, I really, I thought the video that they did was really cute and it captured his personality very well. Some of the... the still shots were maybe a little creepy. I don't know. (laughs) But I thought they did a nice job with it, you know, and, and... uh, if he's happy with it, I'm happy with it. So. Did you get a warning on those, or did you see the ads when everybody else did? No, I did. I saw the one everybody else did. Yes, but I knew he was going to do it, and yeah, you know, it's all fun. You know, it's all in fun. <laughs> yeah. Well, and anytime you have a company that says we want you to represent right. our company, yes, I mean, uh-huh. there's some pride in that, right? Yes, no matter for what, sure. what yes. it is, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree with that. And I mentioned that to him, you know, you've, you've got a good reputation and mm-hmm. those, that sort of thing. It. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I guess when you're, when we all think about, you know, what our little boys are going to be when they grow up, you would have never guessed <laughs> underwear model. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> he originally wanted to be the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. That was his first, uh, and every, every time when he was small, he had on a Dallas jersey, Troy Aikman, you know, that was his that was his thing. He was yeah. a big Dallas Cowboys fan. Well, and then he did get to be a quarterback in college. So, mm-hmm. you know, not yes. everybody can say that. That's right. Well, it's always fun learning something new about our favorite artist. Chris Young's mom, Becky, spilled all the tea on Chris's early days. He, wait, he was a break dancer? He used to break dance on 2nd Avenue. <laughs> oh, my goodness. And he made as much in tips break dancing as he did one year during CMA Fest singing. Well, there's a fun fact. Wow. He was about 16 that year. Okay. He'd come home, he'd play during the day. I'd book him to play in those little bars up and down Broadway. Yep. And he'd play for tips and then he'd come home, change his clothes and go back and break dance at night. And people didn't even realize it was the same guy. (laughs) Wow. So he was playing in bars on Broadway when he was like 16, 17 years old. Yes. Speaking of things we didn't know about an artist, how about this fun fact? Mitchell Tenpenny's mom, Debbie, revealed that when Mitchell and Ernest were students together at Lipscomb University, they were almost a country music duo. Move over, Brooks and Dunn. Did I read or hear that he and Ernest had a duo at some point? Well, the Warren Brothers wanted to do that with both of them. Oh. As a duo. And I don't know if it was just, I really don't know why they ended up not doing it because... To us, he's Keith. He went to Lipscomb, too. And he's Rafe's age. Okay, so, so he's... So he was in Rafe's So grade. Ernest is the age of your younger son, Correct. Rafe. Okay. But when they were ta- in talks with the Warren Brothers, that was a possibility, was putting Ernest and Mitchell together yes. as a duo? But it's Keith and Mitchell. Because, again, everybody knows. He just recently went to Ernest. Yeah. Y'all still call him Keith. Different. He's Keith to me. He always <laughs> will be. And those two are still good buddies, aren't they? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Rafe and him and, and his wife and... Rafe's girlfriend, they all, they've been together. 
forever. Oh, wow. So if fans were to take a deep dive, is there somewhere that an Ernest Mitchell duo music exists? No. No? They never recorded together? Mm-mm. Wow. They were going to, but I, I don't know if it was just different styles or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, they're still best friends. I, I bet that's fun for you to watch these boys that, you know, you watched go to high school together. And, uh, oh, absolutely. And, and Keith's Ernest's mom, I remember when he said he was going to do music, he was a baseball player. Yep. And he had a scholarship, I think, at Harding. Harding. Uh, yes, over in West Tennessee. Yeah. Yeah, and Friedman Hart, Friedman, however you say it. that, yeah. <laughs> and she said, you, got, you have two years to prove you can do the music thing, and then you're going back to college. And he did it. Priscilla Block's mom, Lori, is so spunky and so fun. It's true the apple does not fall far from the tree. I loved hearing about Priscilla's perseverance to make it in this super tough music business. I'm going to tell you, she would play on corners. She would dumpster dive and get furniture out, refinish it, put it on the internet and try to sell it. She this did is everything. when she moved to Nashville? Yes. Wow. We never, Priscilla has never asked her or my father, my her or her father for a dime. Wow. We've Super ne- independent. Yeah. She's like, this is my dream and I will figure out how to make it happen. And she did. What are some of the odd jobs she had while she was trying to make the dream come true? Oh my goodness, she's cleaned Airbnbs, she's uh, like found furniture, always finding furniture on the side of the roads, anything, and going home and painting it and then putting it on Facebook Marketplace. Um, she she worked um, at a smoothie bar, and that was, I don't know if you've ever heard that story, but that's really where things changed for Priscilla. Priscilla just happened to come along with her mom, Lori, for the interview. It was so fun when she jumped on the couch for the convo in part two of a fantastic interview. You know, I'm so used to asking moms what they're most proud of for their their son or daughter. But now it was like me watching you listen to her. You were so proud of her. What is it about her story that that just makes you beam? Well, now I feel like I'm going to cry. But golly, y'all. <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> Okay. No, I think what I'm so, I, I mean, I'm proud of my mom for so many things, but I think my mom has taught all of us girls to be strong, independent women. And, you know, when I watched my mom restart her life in her fifties, um, I think that was really inspiring. So this is just a smidgen of some of the great conversations that you can hear on the Got It From a Mama podcast, or of course you can watch on our YouTube channel. I hope you'll go back and catch up on some of these episodes that you may have missed. I'm signing out with one of my favorite parts of my interview with Connor. Maybe it will inspire you to record the story that God is writing in your life. I hope you have a blessed and happy 2024. My New Year's resolution last year, like really do it every day. And it's because I watched my... I've, we've told the story so many times over the last, since this journey started of, of what the Lord has done. And I just, he's obviously writing a story. Mm. And so if he's going to write a story, then I want to write it down. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's one of those things that, uh, emotions and life and just this journey that I'm on with the Lord and, and what he's doing and what he's. Uh, kind of anointed me to do and uh, the talents he's given me and the callings placed in my life like I just see where he's opening doors that are just beyond my wildest belief